Hey guys, welcome to this uh, review of not the next shift in chapter to metamorphosis to malleability, but to the review, overview, if you will, of part one. That's right, part one of metamorphosis to malleability's 2022 Christmas special. That's right, uh, Desi Arts, that's D E. Z-Z-I-E Arts, um, for, a.k.a. Michelle, her real name is Michelle, former D.A. name was Jacqueline Um basically decided this year to do a Christmas special. Now, she had done this before since she began the series. Uh, the first time was when she had uh, Briella, right after she started to really kind of get more control of her powers um, if you will, not totally, but, you know, just, you know, I think around the midpoint, I think this was around maybe right before she did the whole Maggie thing, maybe afterwards, I can't really recall, you know, when she turned into Maggie the dog for the first time and nearly lost herself, uh, to Maggie, you know, basically, you know, basically identifiable wise, um, anyway, and to get to the point, she had done this before where, uh, Briella used her powers to turn into a reindeer, kind of a Rudolph-like reindeer from what I'm understanding uh, by the description of the story. And her best friend, Elanie, or Elanie, Elanie, if you will, I can't pronounce, oh, I, I never could pronounce that name, uh, was kind of like an elf or a Santa Claus. So it's not the first time she's done it, nor is it the first time she's done it in two parts, because like I said, that first one, she did kind of exactly that. Here, it's the first time as far as I know, or the second time as far as I know, where she's doing a Christmas special, you know, of the series featuring Briella and Crystal. Now, what's interesting about this is the way it begins, because obviously the late, obviously, it's described that Briella and Crystal are laying in bed after a bit of intimacy, if you will. And Briella has completely covered her fiancé from head to toe in her uh, mandible body, her very mandible elastic body. And basically the way her covering of a fiancé um, is described is not only does she not only is she covering her like a bodysuit a latex bodysuit but it's a faceless latex bodysuit yeah a faceless latex bodysuit kind of kind of similar from description like what Jovan 16 that's J-O-V-I-A-N 16 did recently in the final chapters or the final parts I should say of chapter 11 of the Amanda and Nicole series, where he had both characters do something similar, and of course that culminated in basically a fusion at the end. Now, I'm not saying that's what we're going to get here when the story is done, but there's something that Briella does have in store, does have in mind. I'll get into that in a moment. But anyway, anyway, long story short, Long story short, she has a crystal, Briella, that is covered from head to toe in her essence. Head to toe in her essence, which is, 
you know, not the first time, nor will it be the last. But, you know, the way it's described is she doesn't, you know, have her, like, completely covered to where she can't see where she's going. She can still, you know, basically see, but by shadowy, somewhat shadowy, translucent uh, perception, like, you know, all she has to do is, like, get an, like if she's walking around, all she has to do is, like, get an idea of where she's at, like, you know, just barely see something, and then she'll know, okay, I know I'm out in the house. And, uh, like I said, obviously this was done because they had some intimacy um, uh, that lit, um, early on in the day, earlier on in the day. And this is supposed to take place on Christmas Eve. It takes place on Christmas Eve, by the way. And they obviously, like I said, had some mid mid to late afternoon, early to mid uh, evening, or early to late evening um, a moment, you know, a moment together, the intimacy together, if you will. And I just saw a cat walk, <laughs> walk across <laughs> um, our house here. Uh, but anyway, you know, they basically, it's described that they just had some intimacy throughout, I'm assuming, either the late afternoon to mid-evening or early to late evening of Christmas Eve. That's basically how it's uh, described. You know, it's, uh, excuse me, that's basically how it's described. And the way it's described this way is Briella materializes or as Michelle describes it material loses if you will excuse me let me get some coffee here but like I said Michelle uh, describes it as you know material loses in other words her description of when Briella materializes her mouth or her face or something like that you know on the surface of something that she's become it's described as material loses because she could just, if she wants to, after materializing like a part of herself, she could just ooze down a little bit onto the floor if she wanted to and reform back to normal or something. But basically, yeah, Briella materializes, material loses. Um, her face, well, I wouldn't say her face, but her mouth across a certain section of the bodysuit that she decides to. Um, have a little fun with because I think she uh, tells uh, Crystal that hey you're the one that asked me to to do this or or something like that I think that's what she asked her I think that's what she asked her or something like that yeah she said that basically she was the one that was too excited uh, to sleep and the way it's described is the appendage the tongue corkscrewed thickening it itself as it looped over think it thickening as it looped over itself to go spelunking um in a soaked cavern outlined by Briella's luscious lips in other words a certain area if you know what I mean and she does that for a bit and everything and it's wearing uh crystal crystal it's wearing crystal out I should say and the reason Crystal was too excited to sleep is because Briella has a, a special gift she wants to give her. She, she has a special gift she wants to give her, but she hasn't said what it is. 
So after kind of teasing her a little bit more, kind of going spelunking, if you know what I mean, uh, she extends her lips, you know, through a, a long tendril or tentacle uh, away, from the, away from the cavern area, if you will, of crystals. She extends the lips up, forms a head on the tentacle tendril, if you will. Uh, you know, she forms her head, you know, on the tentacle tendril, you know, to accompany uh, the lips. And she basically sees that, you know, Crystal is just completely worn out. She is just done, if you will. And she gives her a little bit of a, a kiss on the, on the lips, or basically where she kind of has an idea where the lips are, because like I said, she has her girlfriend completely covered in basically a face, faceless latex bodysuit, if you know what I mean. Um, so anyway, long story short, long story short, she decides to, you know, uh, rest her head next to Crystal's before Crystal decides to finally doze off. And then what she does is she slowly retracts herself off of Crystal, basically still in the form of the bodysuit that covered Crystal. She retracts herself, tucks Crystal in, and then goes out, then goes out the, um, out of the room very quietly. You know, she turns off the lights and everything, shut, you know, and leaves the room and shuts the door very quietly as not to wake Crystal. And reminder, she's still in the form of the bodysuit, the faceless bodysuit that she, um, that she had created of herself to cover Crystal. Anyway, she looks herself over, kind of extends her neck a little bit, and looks herself over and gets a chuckle out of the way she looks. And what she decides to do is have a little fun. So what she does, so what she does is she reforms a faceless head on top of the bodysuit. She reforms a faceless head on top of the bodysuit because when she retracts herself from Crystal, the only thing that's missing is the head, right? So when she walks out and everything and notices, you know, that she's still in the form of a bodysuit, sans, you know, a head, you know, the exception being a head, she kind of gets a little a chuckle out of, out, out of the way she looks, where her mouth and face are with the, you know, tendril attached to them. And then gets a little bit of a silly idea, something that she's kind of thought about doing, but never really considered, since her and Crystal, her and Crystal, are lesbian lovers, if you will, um, engaged to be married. And what she decides to do is retract the tendril back into the body, into the cavern area of the suit, if you know what I mean. But then, start to kind of change a little bit. Her mouth goes sideways, her eyes close, and then slid off, her eyes close, and then vanish, and all that. And she starts to take a very, how do I say, very phallic-like shape. That's right. She starts to take a very phallic-like shape. And once she does, of course... Not only does she 
uh, reform, like I said, a faceless head on top and everything so that she could kind of look down a little bit or at least extend the head on top to go look down at her new addition and check herself out. But she starts to have a little fun with this little new phallic addition, if you will, that she's added uh, to herself. She starts having a little fun with it, swinging it around. And then, of course, she can't resist the urge, you know, she can't resist the urge to do a very traditional trope that we've seen in a lot of stories of webcomics where the female, um, where female basically, when they get this appendage, decides to kind of explore. That's right. She decides to start pleasuring herself. She starts to decide to pleasure herself um, to no degree, if you know what I mean. She decides to start pleasuring herself to no degree to the point, to the point that when she finally, um, I guess you could say, has her moment, her climactic moment, you know, not only does she have it, over and over again, but she but she notices, excuse me there, but she notices that the more she's having a moment, she's having this moment, the more she's extending it, the less of her body-wise there is, but she doesn't really care because, hey, she could just basically pull herself back together, you know, when need be. And it gets to a point that when she's continuing this, all that's left of her is the phallic shape, you know, with two round uh, orbs, if you know what I mean, at, you know, at the bottom of the phallic shape. And even that doesn't last long. Uh, even that, I should say, doesn't last long. After one, after one last moment, you know, in that shape, she gives off what is described as a gurgling moan and just becomes basically, I think, a puddled, uh, a puddled blob on the ground. And the way Desi Arts Michelle describes it, she had basically shot off so much of herself, you know, during this process that it's on that, you know, parts of her on the floor, the, on the, the walls, some of it gone even into the main room. And that the way she's able to reconstitute herself is having all of them kind of re reconvene to where she where she is, is like little worms like heading towards uh you know heading towards the home or something like that, little worms going you know stuff like that, right, if you will. Then she decides after she's gathered herself back all together, to kind of you know, not only be like a little bit of a shapeless blob, but then reform the blob into basically Santa, an elf, and his eight reindeer. And the way Michelle has fun with this is that after she has to recreate, you know, basically what looks like to be, or what is described to be like maybe one of those decorations you would see in a shopping center or a shop or a mini shop or whatever, or even at a house that people can, you know, um, people can get any of those and even find a place to put them. She describes it as, again, Michelle has fun here by basically describing what Briella has come as Santa. She doesn't even say, oh, she's Santa Briella or whatever. She just says Santa and all that. And she has Briella basically take off into the air like Santa would with, his actual, with the actual reindeer. Like the, well, what I'm saying is, 
She has Briella take off like the actual Santa would with the reindeer. But instead, she decides to have uh, 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 Briella, you know, shoot a part of herself onto the ceiling so that she could just twirl around, like I said, being like one of those decorations that goes past the Christmas tree, past the uh, chimney and stuff. Just have a little bit of fun, if you will. You know, test their abilities. And apparently, excuse me there, apparently doing this change, this miniature change, is enough to kind of push her to her limits. And uh, afterwards, after they land, after uh, Briella lands in front of the fireplace, um, if you will, after she lands in front of the uh, after she lands in front of the fireplace, she melts down, but then extends up to basically the mantle area where the fire of the fireplace, and changes herself into I think uh, I think one or two. Uh, stockings. She changes herself into stockings and goes steel. In other words, she becomes the stocking for at least a couple of hours. Now, what's interesting is what's described afterwards. Because what's described afterwards is the fact that excuse me while I get more coffee here. Gotta get myself ready in about 24 minutes to you know, get in the shower and, and everything and go to work, but anyway, uh, getting back to the review here, and to the review and everything, Michelle, not Michelle, but Briella, decides afterwards, after having her fun as Santa, to land in front of the fireplace, melt down, back into a blob, and then reshape herself into a stocking, which, you know, she hangs herself onto the mantle of the chimney. And as we have described and found out, you know, previously, you know, in the in you know recent uh, chapters, I should say, Briella decides. Uh, Briella decides to basically, um, you know, it, you know, kind of how do I put it? Kind of you know, start to live out what that um, doppelganger accused of not doing, and that's basically live out being the object you are, even for a couple of hours. So Briella basically turns herself into the stocking and goes steel. Now, what I was trying to say there before I got some coffee to drink and mentioned I have to get myself ready in a little bit. Uh, basically, uh, basically, uh, Briella is described after she's turned into a stocking and hung onto the chimney's mantle uh, for the night and at least until her fiancé wakes up looks over towards the table, looks over towards the table in the kitchen and notices the uh, wrapped gift that she made for her fiancé. Now, it's evident that a part of her is in there, is in the present, but we don't know what part of her is. We don't know, we know what her plan is or anything like that. We don't. All we know is Briella basically was tempted to also be the present box because, you know, she could do that. She could be the box and the present contained within. But she decided that, you know, instead she'd rather just be what the present, you know, what the present is inside and have her fiancé open an actual box to see what's in there. Now, what she has in mind what the present is that Briella has in mind for Crystal, 
one could only guess. One could only guess. I mean, for all we know, it could be maybe, you know, an extension of herself. It could be an extension of Briella. You know, we don't know. We don't, we don't really know. Um, I mean, we do, I mean, I can, I'll, I'll say this, I will say this, you know, obviously this takes place within the context of the current continuity, it's not a one-shot, if it's a one-shot, I can understand maybe, you know, what direction she, she could, uh, Michelle's going to go in over uh, the story, you know, I can understand that, I can understand that, but if it takes place, like I say, within the context of the story then obviously it's got to be something that um is going to be utilized you know every now and then as we you know get towards certain parts of the story now we do know we do know that obviously they're building to a fur convention a story arc, a furry convention story arc, furry convention story arc. But, you know, whether or not this has anything to do with that, we don't know. We don't know if this has anything to do with it. Now, there are, now if I was to speculate, you know, as to what it could be, if I was to speculate as to what it could be, I would say... More than anything, more than anything, if I was to speculate what it could potentially be, more than anything, ladies and gentlemen, is, like I said, Briella's been developing her powers even more so than they've ever been. She's been trying to experiment of how much, you know, how much, you know, she could push her powers to certain limits, if not unlimited, and I would not be surprised if maybe part of the present to Crystal from Briella again. I don't know what Michelle has in mind. Be honest with you, I don't. But if part of the present that Briella has in mind for Crystal is basically giving her, you know, what she just had the previous night, and that's a latex bodysuit, that she could change into anyone she wants, or even kind of give her the limited mobility to change into what she wants, you know, something maybe not human, or even fantasy-wise, maybe something inanimate, we don't know, is she um, is giving her that ability to wear, hey, you wear this, and you'll have sort of an idea of what I'm, or you'll sort of be granted, you know, a similar you know, ability like me. Like maybe, you know, she gives her, like I say, a, a bodysuit that allows her to, you know, allows her to make it an extension of herself. Like when, you know, like when she does, like when she wants to have fun and Briella's not around, you know, she can just put on the bodysuit and it's an extension of not just Briella, but now it becomes an extension of Crystal. For all we know, and all Crystal has to do is maybe concentrate and it works or make a command and it works. We don't we don't know. We don't know. We don't know if that might be a being that would be an interesting direction to go in. To where it would you know to where Crystal would 
be granted abilities like this, but be very limited. Like, you know, hey, the most you could do is change your appearance into whoever you want. Basically, you know, real life or fantasy or whatever. And then if you want to go inanimate, that probably the best, you know, the best options to go inanimate is something that could be lamp shape or plant shape and, and all that, you know, stuff like that. Again, we, we don't know. We don't know what, you know, Briella has in mind. You know, really. We don't. We don't know what she has in mind. Now, there is the possibility that Briella could say, hey, this part of me, you know, I want you to um, insert it into a certain area, if you know what I mean, a certain bottom area. And by doing so, what you allow me to do is extend parts of myself into you and you'll kind of basically get the same abilities I have, but not, you know, you know, not, not at the full extent. Like, over time, they'll come, but you'll have a taste of what I can do. In other words, you know, basically give her very limited malleability-like powers. Again, this is just mere speculation. Mere speculation. But, again, it could be anything. It could be anything. But, again, it's mere speculation. However, overall, the first part of this uh, Christmas special I thought was good. Um, I do know that, you know, by doing this, she is going to extend, you know, she is going to extend the regular continuity by a few more weeks. So, 244 will probably be... Uh, the first, uh, the first Thursday of the new year, should be, which means basically, which means basically, the first Thursday of the new year, which the second is Monday, the third is Wednesday, the th I mean the second is Monday, the third is Tuesday, the uh, fourth is Wednesday, the fifth. So basically, the fifth will be the 244th chapter, the 12th will be 245, the 19th will be 246, the 26th will be 247, and then the first, um, the first Thursday in February, because again, the 26th is going to be a Thursday, 27th will be a Friday, 28th a Saturday, 29th you know, a Sunday, 30th, a Monday, 31st, a Tuesday. So the 2nd of February will be the, what was I saying? The, yeah, the, okay, let me go back. Okay, so the 5th would be 44. The 9th, or the, okay, the 5th, I should say, would be 44. The 12th would be 45. The 19th would be 46. And the 26th would be 47. So the 2nd of February would be 48. The 9th would be... The February 9th would be uh, 49. And then the 16th, two days after Valentine's, would be 250. Unless she interrupts again for Valentine's. So we don't know. But... Anyway, though, this, like I said, has been a great story. Cannot, 
cannot deny any of that, um, however we want to look at it. This was a great story uh, so far, a great little special, great little diversion from the norm. And again, we'll have to see next week what she has in mind. We really will. Because again, and this is just one of those stories where you just have to like, just, you know, picture in your mind, imagine in your mind, you know, what uh, Briella has in store for uh, for Crystal. You have to really imagine it. Because, again, it could be, you know, it could be anything. It could be anything that she has in mind for her. It could be something simple, we don't know. But it could be, again, it could be anything, you know. But we'll have to see. We will have to see. But guys, let me know what your thoughts are. I will provide a link again to the Metamorphosized to Malleability series and the Christmas special, part one. Uh, give me your thoughts. Give Desi Arch feedback on, you know, as well. Again, guys, you have to really check these these stories out along with the one-shot specials or two-part two part one-shot specials. They're worth reading. And again, just picturing in your mind what the characters are doing is, you know, uh, within the story is worth it as well. And as a matter of fact, she even has, as you probably noticed, artwork, you know, artwork of her of these characters as well. So you can kind of see what they look like. But overall, it's actually pretty good. You know, next week will be part two, if not sooner, because, of course, next week is the Thursday before Christmas. You got to have something out before then. Uh, but yeah. That's all I'm going to really say on it, guys. Let me know what your thoughts are down below. Like the video. Comment down below. Like I said, comment down below. Live chat during the premiere. You know, check me out at my B.W. Rose's Discussions podcast, which is now over 500 podcasts, guys. 500 podcast episodes. Check that out at all your favorite audio podcast locations except for Pandora. Also, support me at V. Support me at Vimo. Follow me on Vimo at BW Roses for content you can't get here on YouTube, as well as at DeviantArt.com slash BVW1979. Also support me at Venmo at Brian Dash Roman Dash Two and at Cash App at BW Roses ninety eight. Also, ladies and gentlemen, support me over at Patreon.com slash BW Roses with a one dollar three dollar tier. And check out the Teespring store at the end of this video. It will be in the upper left-hand corner of your screen. Click on that for to go and see and find merchandise you can't get anywhere else. Just in time for the holidays. Hopefully you can get it before Christmas. But guys, let me know what your thoughts are overall on the story. Love to hear from each and every one of you on this. And until next time, I am out. Hey guys, what's up? Yep, as you can probably tell by the title, she already dropped part two today. That's right, Michelle, aka Dizzy Arts, that's D-E-Z-Z-I-E Arts, uh, dropped part two of her Christmas special for Metamorphosis to Malleability. Her reasoning being is uh, that she's not going to be probably around this week, of course, because of the holidays. So, she wants to get, you know, something out before, you know, it's too late. And because Christmas is this Sunday, you know, why not get it out basically the Monday before? And I will say this, 
the story is quite interesting. The continuation, I should say, is quite interesting because what happens is it kind of continues where part one left off. Uh, basically, it takes place a few hours later. Uh, Crystal uh, wakes up and notices that her fiance, Briella, is not using her powers to cover her anymore. That she's basically lying in bed, you know, regularly. If you know, if you kind of see what I'm saying. You know, she kind of notices, you know, she's lying in bed regularly. And, uh, you know, she notices that, she gets up. And I guess she gets up only after a few hours of sleep. She gets about, according to what they should say here, about four hours of sleep. You know, so, but she gets up, again, noticing that her fiancé is not using her powers to cover her. And she decides she's going to go and, uh, you know, I guess you could say start Christmas early to see what her fiancé, you know, left for her. You know, basically what the president is. And so she goes to, she goes into the living room, basically, notices how it's decorated to the point that it looks like something out of an actual Christmas movie, you know, with the lights and music and everything. But then she goes over to the table where the present's at. Now remember, Briella did not, you know, she did not use her powers to make, part, make herself the box. She did not do that. Instead, she used a regular box, but what was inside it was part of herself. A major part and when crystal opens it up and i like what michelle does here uh, dizzy artist does here she kind of takes her time getting to it or getting to the opening of the uh, the present you know basically going over like how brielle not brielle but crystal is admiring how nice the box looks and and the ribbon the detail on it and the detail on the ribbon and everything and you know, she even, she even um, has Crystal taken from the kitchen table to the sofa. So anyway, after all that, after all that, Crystal does open it up. And what she notices is a, um, what she notices, what she notices is a lamp. Um, a Basically, and it's not like a lamp that you turn on and everything, you know, like let's say a miniature leg lamp a la Christmas story. No, nothing like that. What she finds in the box is basically a replica of a magic lamp. You know, the kinds with genies in them. Or in this case, or in this case, dins, dins, uh, dins if you will. You know, or lady, genies of the bottle, or whatever the case is. Well, basically, uh, basically, Crystal it looks at the lamp, picks, basically, she takes the lamp out and looks at it and is just still, even though she's been with Briella long enough to know what her fiance's powers are capable of. It still really just blows her mind, you know? It just really blows her mind at how far her fiance's powers have come and can go. 
And in this case, she, uh, you know, she takes an admiration of the fact that basically this lamp is made of a fiance. So out of curiosity, she, you know, she rubs it. Now, now before I get into what happens next, there was a note that Briella um, had left for Crystal that said, your every wish, or something like this, is something along the lines of, your wish is my command, or your every wish is my command, or something like that. Um, anyway, anyway, she, um, like I said, she, op like I said, she opens the box, notices the lamp in there, and then decides to rub it. And then what happens next is really astonishing because all of a sudden, you know, what looks like to be, you know, purple smoke and everything, you know, um, starts to emanate out of the lamp, out of the nozzle of the lamp. And it really, like I said, it really surprises uh, Briella, not Briella, but Crystal, it really surprises Crystal, you know, at the, you know, at this, you know, site that she's seen, and just, and, you know, because, again, she's amazed at how far her fiancé's powers have come, you know, Briella's powers have come, that, you know, she's just curious, like, how far did she, has she really come now? You know, was she able to, you know, all of a sudden decide, hey, I'm going to, you know, change myself into mist or into smoke and vapor and all that. And out of curiosity, out of curiosity, she does uh, poke at the, the mist, at the smoke, and finds out that it's still very well well very subtly still kind of ooze like basically still kind of goo like if you will thus giving her the idea that her fiance you know hasn't gotten there yet but she's gotten farther far enough to where she can mimic it you know she can mimic it to be you know a close facsimile Anyway, she starts noticing the mist going all around and out of the mist she sees the silhouette of a woman start to form. You know, you know, this, you know, start to form basically, basically the din, she's a female genie. She starts noticing it start to form and then when it's all said and done, and, uh, she sees this female genie in front of her Although she knows it's her fiance, but she does play along with it because Briella's basically taken up, you know, the role of a, of a like a like I said, a dinch, a female genie. And even Briella's kind of impressed by it because of the way that uh, the dinch is, you know, talks and acts and looks and like, you know, she knows it's her fiance. You know, she knows it's her fiance. But again, it amazes her how far she's come um, with the powers to the point that even her, you know, other, 
human-like disguises seem to be so different, you know, than, you know, than what she's, you know, uh, used to, to the point that, it, to the point that Briella basically becomes an entirely new person, which, mind you, is not something new to Briella if you've read some of the earlier stories uh, in the series. Now, with that said, Briella as a dinge, you know, acting like completely, you know, different than what she normally does because she's in this role, and she introduces herself as, I think, Aisha or something like that, and then she tells Crystal, you have three wishes, but she can only do what her powers allow her to do, you know, basically playing along the line, basically saying that, you know, she can only grant Crystal uh, the wish, you know, you know, certain, you know, certain wishes to an extent, because she's not, you know, as powerfully experienced as other dinges, other genies, if you will, out there. But it's all, but by also saying this, Briella is kind of reminding Crystal, you know, you know, in character, that hey, you can ask me for anything, you know, you want. You can ask me for anything you want, but it all depends on how far I can go with my powers. Because she's already realizing, that being Briella, that she does have limitations. That she can spread herself just so far before she can't spread no more. Um, anyway. Anyway. Um, like I said, Briella in character as this Isha, a dinge, Isha female genie, says that Crystal has three wishes and that she doesn't have to rush into, into using them. And even Crystal's like, so, you know, like, I can use these whenever I want and everything. And Briella as Isha says, yeah, you can use these wishes at any time. Just take your time with it. So, just out of curiosity to see how really far her fiancé's powers have developed, uh, Briella, not Briella, but Crystal, asked Isha, quote-unquote, who is Briella, to take her inside her lamp. She wants to see the inside of the lamp, which Briella Isha does. She grants that wish, you know, turns back into some, into a, Facsimile of the smoke and everything she materialized from and takes her quote-unquote into the lamp with her And it's from there that when they're inside if you will that she Notices how very well decorative the inside of the quote-unquote lamp is And all that and then she also notices it has a lot of pillows which of course if you've seen a lot of cartoons or movies and stuff with you know, people being able to see the inside of a genie's lamp, you'll notice that it's always, you know, full of, uh, you know, full of pillows and everything. So, you know, it's always full of, full of pillows and everything, you know, to make the genie and whoever's in there with them comfortable. Anyway, Anyway, she, uh, Crystal, upon looking around, notices a bed 
with the outline of Isha Briella laying on it. And but the thing is, she's not wearing her clothes because what she wore uh, when she appeared out of the lamp was kind of like a a purple outfit or something like that. And now she's not wearing anything. And that's when things start to get a little bit more, I guess you could say, frisky and intimate uh, with them. With Aisha Briella kind of starting it a little bit. And then Crystal kind of taking control. Even to the point that Crystal, you know, puts or lays Aisha uh, Briella down on the bed and starts going to town, if you know what I mean. Even to the point that she basically takes a deep breath as and dives, submerges her head completely between the two upper regions, the bosom area, if you will, of Isha Briella. And it's even at the point that after she pulls her head out, she takes, you know, a little bit of a nibble in that area, um, on the right side of the area, and starts contemplating, hmm, you know, because the way she's, you know, pushing, you know, eating at it, or chewing at it, or biting at it, it's like bubblegum, you know, being pulled, because it's very mandible. You know, she starts contemplating, hmm, I know my fiancé has been inside me before, but only on limited occasions, you know, to sit, you know, in certain areas, you know, I wonder how, I wonder what would happen if I, you know, uh, you know, swallowed a piece of her, like if I ate her, ate like a major, like a piece of her and had it go down my stomach and reside within me. You know, she, you know, she kind of wonders that and contemplates whether or not, you know, a a crystal, I mean, yeah, Briella would take up residence in there, like a part of her would take up residence in there. And, um, you know, that that to me, when she's wondering, hmm, I wonder if I was to, you know, eat a part of Briella, if she would, you know, go down into my stomach, reside in there, what would happen? That to me, even though this is a Christmas special, that to me right there is another hint. I think Crystal's going to end up getting the same powers as Briella. I, I don't. I don't know why. Um, anyway, though. Long story short. Long story short. Um, after they've had their uh, fun, uh, Crystal decides to take a nap, and it's here where Briella basically uses her powers to change everything back. You know, take Crystal back to the bedroom, you know, as a bed herself on, you know, made, you know, that has wheels on it. And then she decides to melt. Then after she makes sure Crystal is laid back down in the bed, you know, and still kind of residing within her, she melts basically into a plastine veneer, kind of a blanket, if you will, to cover both her and Crystal, you know, as they rest. But... But overall, besides that, it was a cute little story. Cute little second part conclusion. I mean, honestly, if um, she wanted to go a little further, I think Michelle could have. I think if she would have had accounts on Newgrounds or Ink Bunny or Fur Finney, she could have gone a lot further. But hey, what we got, so what we got, I thought it was pretty good. And to me, it's a taste, a taste 
of what's to come with the fur convention arc of the, of the ongoing series. Uh, but let me know what your guys' thoughts are on the special. I'll provide links down below. And until then, I am home now, guys. And I will talk to you later. God bless. Take care. And Merry Christmas, Michelle. Thank you for the stories.